Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's podcast episode. Today's episode will feature talks of awards, new trailers, and bad, bad speeches. <laughs> You're not listening to Featuring Dez. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Featuring Dez. I'm your host, Dez, of course, and uh, I'm happy to be with you guys again, ladies and gentlemen. We're now in March now. Whew. Come a long way, you know what I'm saying? And um, today's slate, we have a lot of things uh, I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about award ceremonies in general. I want to talk to you guys about the Oscars briefly. I want to talk to you guys about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. I want to talk to you guys about trailers that have just came out. Things I'm excited about. Things I'm not excited about. And uh, I think 2019 so far has been a pretty decent year. I've been in pretty high spirits. I mean, could have gone worse, you know? And uh, now my nerd and nerdettes, ladies and gentlemen, let's, uh, let's get into it. Now, the first topic I really want to talk about is uh, we just recently uh, got a trailer for the new the newest uh, live action X-Men film. Uh, X-Men film, sorry. <laughs> X-Men reminds me of a community whenever Britta was like, my favorite uh, superhero is X-Men and I bet hated her. Anyway, so I want to talk about the newest X-Men film, Dark Phoenix. Now... How should I put this? Let, 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 so, the Dark Phoenix is, um, I felt nothing watching this trailer. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I watched the trailer. I was like, so we're basically rehashing X-Men The Last Stand, except with a new director, new new cast. And if I'm being quite honest, I, if I come off a little harsh on this newest Dark Phoenix trailer, it's because... I really haven't been that big of a fan of anything Fox that Fox has done with the X-Men. The X-Men is my arguably my favorite property at Marvel. It's the first thing that got me into comics. It's the first thing that got me into Marvel and comics in general. And it was one of my first nerd like thing it was my, one of my first things that uh, proved I was a nerd besides Star Wars and X-Men it 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 shows diversity. It shows people can come together. It shows uh, politics it shows everything, and it's got it's got some of the best stories home to some of the best characters. And I just feel like Fox has has barely touched on maybe two percent of the greatness of what um, the X Men is capable of. Matter of fact, the closest to to great storylines we've gotten from the X Men movies actually have been the uh, James Mangold uh, X Men um, X Men films. It's been the, um, the the Wolverine films to be exact. Like his um, his latest Logan film was masterful. Like no other word to put it but masterful it was great um and then his uh the one before that i thought was really good actually it it, it was it was silly at times but i thought it was really good and then the wolverine film film prior to that we're not gonna talk about that because that shit was ash i mean who puts deadpool in an x-men film and then sews up his lips you know what i'm saying (laughs) Like, who does it? Like, bro, I felt like 15-year-old me could have made better executive decisions than that. Like, it, anyway, anyway. So, I'm I'm not a fan of the trailer. The trailer did nothing to me. I felt nothing. Like, I watched it. I was like, oh. Like, honestly, like, oh, I don't know. But uh, a couple of side notes here. I believe the film is being directed by Simon Kinberg, which Simon Kinberg, if you guys don't know, he's well known for being a writer in Hollywood. And more, uh, more specifically, he's known for being a writer working with all the Fox films. Like he, he, he was a writer and producer on the Fantastic Four film, the newest one with Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller. He was also a writer and producer, I believe, on the previous X-Men film, Apocalypse. 
and I think he he's done a couple other projects too. I can't remember off the top of my head, but Simon Kimberg is notoriously known for being a writer. And if I'm not mistaken, I actually think this might be Simon Kimberg's directorial debut. Which, if it is, dear God, I feel sorry because I feel like the odds couldn't have been more stacked against him. Because it's it's not just me that feels this way about the Fox X Men movies. Is that there's a lot of people who who really don't care for them, and a lot of people who really don't care about this Dark Phoenix movie. Like it was just. A terrible choice and if this is his direct I'm pretty sure this is his directorial debut and if it is I I want to apologize to him in advance because I know this movie is not gonna be good but by chance if by by some chance this movie is good I will thoroughly talk about this film and pr- give it give it sing its praises trust me I will I, I, I am I'm not one to, to to back down from that if something if something deserves its glory I'll give it to it and uh yeah, guys, I just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, there are a lot of guys, you guys out there that, that feel me on this, so, yeah, Simon Kuhnberg directed the newest um, X-Men film, so, yeah, oh, also, guys, if I sound a little weird to you, previously, uh, prior to recording this, I, I just finished doing karaoke <laughs> with uh, my, uh, my, my fiance and my neighbor, and, um, I sung uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, which you know, if you don't know that classic, you haven't lived. And I also uh, sang, uh, what did I sing? Um, oh, I sung uh, Feel Good, Feel Good Inc. by um, my boys, the Gorillas. So I did that. So if I sound a little weird, that's why. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so on to the next category, next trailer, actually. This one is for any of my anime fans out there. So uh, we're going to talk about the newest trailer for Fire Force. Now, Fire Force is the newest uh, anime slash manga to come from the creator of Soul Eater. Now, if you guys haven't heard of Soul Eater, Soul Eater was an amazing manga, a dope-ass manga that I highly recommend. Um, take, like, the movie um, Nightmare Before Christmas, when they're like, this is Halloween, they're in Halloween Town. Take that, except make an anime out of it, and... Put its whole spark on it, and it's really cool. You got, like, ghouls and stuff like that. People go to schools. They have to bond together, make weapons. Soul Eater is legit. The anime is decent. It's nowhere near as good as the manga. Nowhere near, but it's still decent. Much like One Piece is to its manga, I'd say it's it's one of those shows that's just a, a good companion piece to the manga. And, yeah, Fire Force... Um, like I said, it's done by the creator of Soul Eater. The trailer, right off the back, for the trailer of Fire Force, the animation looks stellar. Shit looks amazing. I loved it. Um, and the main character looked like one of those uh, headstrong type dudes, which I'm cool with. Uh, also, I actually have not read the manga for Fire Force. Spoiler, I haven't done that. Um, I haven't I've been falling a little behind on my manga game, guys. I've been keeping up on SS Gridman and a couple other ones, and... Uh, what else have I been reading? I've been, I've been, yeah, Hunter and some other things. But anyway, oh, Jojo. Anyway, guys, um, so I've not read the manga for Fire Force. So I can't tell you the specifics of the story. But based off what I got, they live in this era where uh, being a firefighter is somewhat common. And this guy, he wants to uh, try his best to join the force. And he's trying to do his thing thing. Like I said, the animation looks good. Um, I like I said, I wasn't gonna look up the story for it because I'm gonna watch this regardless. And if the anime at least sparks my interest, I'm gonna check out the manga. So, uh, Fire Force caught my eye. It looks good. Definitely a lot more entertaining than the X Men Dark Phoenix trailer. Boy, that that Dark Phoenix trailer is gonna be taking a lot of shots this whole podcast. I, I'm willing to bet. But 
546 looks legit. I'm probably going to check it out when it drops. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm probably going to check that out. I'd, I'd, I'd give it a good rating. It piqued my interest, which is good. Because um, I'm kind of picky with anime nowadays. Like, um, you, you got to do something different. I've seen so much anime, and I've seen a lot, a lot of anime. So you got to do something to really stand out to me. And this one, you know, uh, it's um, it, it stood out a little, but I'm mostly going to check this check this out off the, the basis that the, the, who, who created this. So... And, um, next up, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about, uh, is Hunter Hunter. Uh, I believe recently Hunter Hunter just hit its uh, 21st anniversary. The manga has been going on for 21 years, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Hunter Hunter is an interesting case because it's, uh, one of my personal favorite anime of all time. Um, I highly recommend it. And Hunter Hunter is the story of Gone Freaks. Uh, Gone Freaks was abandoned by his father at a young age, and once Gone proved himself to his aunt, who now watches over him, um, she he proved himself, and now he she's she's gonna let him go free, and he he now he sets off in his dangerous as all hell journey to go find his father. His father abandoned him as a young age, and he's dying to know why his father left him. His father le- left him to become a hunter full time, and so hunt- uh, so Gon leaves out to become a hunter as well, and to seek out this life that his father thinks is so great, and he's going to figure out why um, he wants to get into the mentality of why his father left him. And you know the story sounds pretty straightforward and simple enough, right? Well, <laughs> you could not be more dead ass wrong. The 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 plot for Hunter Hunter thickens like I don't know what. What starts off as a simple find my father journey turns into this ridiculous. Oh, I I I I don't even I I I feel afraid to even say much about the show. But uh, going it's 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 a I want is nothing typical about Hunter, but its setup is very typical. But it, all the things that take place are not typical. Um, I don't want to I don't want to say this anime is a deconstruction of the shonen genre, uh, but it does um. Uh, have have quite a few twists and turns that you normally wouldn't find in your typical shonen anime. And yes, I did say shonen anime, which means it is kin and sim- and similar to uh, shows like Dragon Ball Z and say My Hero Academia. And um, yeah, it's in the same vein as all those great shows. I highly recommend it. If you do get into it, uh, if it's not your thing, then that's cool, you know. But if you do get into it, I highly recommend binging the show actually, um, rather than uh, watching it um, week by week or a couple episodes here and there. It's it's best um, absorbed um, all at once. And now, and like I said, Hunter Hunter celebrated its 21st anniversary. I'm going to give a nice clap to that. That's one of my all-time faves. Um, I think I might do that more often, uh, highlight and talk about more shows that just recently hit, hit an anniversary or so. And now the next subject I want to talk about, actually, ladies and gentlemen, is actually uh, the Oscars. I want to briefly go over the Oscars real quick. And... I actually watched the Oscars this year's, if you can believe it. Now, normally I don't watch the Oscars. I mostly just get updates, check it on my phone or whenever here and there, and I just discuss it with my my film friends when I can. Now, this year actually, the 2019 Oscars marks the first time I've ever in my in my life watched the Oscars, the ceremony at least in its entirety. And uh, I, it was actually kind of fun, guys. Uh, <laughs> I had a nice bottle of wine with me. 
my girls that were over, uh, my lady, she she was cooking. My neighbor, she came over. She made some tasty peanut butter uh, snacks. And then my brother and his girl, they came over hella late. They was running on uh, CPT time, um, color people time. They was running on that. And, um, yeah. Yep, Sydney, Sean, I'm calling you out. They, they, they came hella late. Some of them, they might say they, they was getting off work, but that, that's no excuse. But, <laughs> oh, God, I hope they don't hear this. Uh, yeah, so my brother, his 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 lady friend showed up late. Um, and then my neighbor was there. And then my, my girl was cooking. And I was kind of just chilling, drinking wine, watching the show. I was kind of sitting there being all bougie and whatnot, watching the red carpet ceremony. I'm like, mm, look at that dress this girl is wearing. Now, you know. <laughs> I was basically just being that drunk ratchet friend, uh, making fun of people's dresses, which is not me at all. But you know, when a dude need a drink, he need a drink, and I was kind of just chilling, like, cause I did not want to be sober the entirety of the Oscars. There's nothing wrong with the Oscars. I myself am, am just am not a fan of it. I've never been. I've never agreed with many of their choices. I just I think that the, 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 there's a lot of stuff wrong with the Oscars. I could sit here and point out many things all across the board that's wrong with them. But, um, yeah, it's, and as much as I don't like the Oscars, I do feel like uh, it has its place. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, every great performer deserves to be credited in some kind of way, shape, or form. And the Oscars have been doing it since forever. So, you know, they, they have their place in cinema. And whether or not people agree with, with the choices... You know, that's up for debate, but I think the Oscars serves their purpose. And like I said, it's my first time ever watching it in its entirety. I was originally going to go to a bar and watch it, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stream this shit online and uh, stay at home in my jammies, in my bougie slippers, being a beast. And that's exactly what I did. And uh, I want to talk about the categories, at least the winners of each categories. And first up, let's talk about, let's get this out of the way real quick. Oh boy, I know it's coming. Let's talk about Green Book. Green Book, ladies and gentlemen, won for Best Picture. Best Picture is like the be-all, end-all of the year. Like, it basically, Best represents the best film of that year, right? And um, it's the most important one to most people. And I liked Green Book. No, actually, I loved Green Book. I like, I, I liked it a lot. Like, right? And should Green Book have won Best Picture? As much as I like Green Book, no. No Green Book should not have won Best Picture. It, it shouldn't have. And as a matter of fact, this year in general, I didn't agree with a lot of the choices in some of the categories. I thought there were other films I would have put up there, right? Like, like for, for example, a film I would have put up there for Best Picture, I don't necessarily think it should have been in there, but I definitely think it deserved it maybe, say, more than a Green Book. I would have put if Bill Street could talk. Not sure if any of you guys have seen that film, but I would have put if Bill Street could have, could have, could talk in there. And you know, but since it wasn't there, um, I would I I think the favorite should have won. The favorite definitely should have won for Best Picture. I don't know what the Oscars were thinking. Maybe they wanted to be like, look, guys, we're not racist. You know, a couple years back, the Oscars had that thing where like none of the nominations or people in the categories or films that have been worked on were by any anyone of color, really. And it was like as white as it can be, which the Oscars have always been super white. But anyway, um, and I, I wonder if the Oscars were kind of just like, oh, we got to give a lot of people of color wins. And I really hope this was not a pity Oscar. 
Because if so, that makes me even more upset. Because my boy Yorgos, who directed The Favorite, he deserves an Oscar. Homeboy deserves an Oscar. Yorgos has never made a bad film. In my humble opinion, Yorgos has never made a bad film. And now, some of Yorgos' films are <laughs> kind of weird, actually. Very weird, but they're all good. Yorgos knows how to tell a story. The dude will keep you hooked. Even if it's not your type of thing. I, I actually won't sit here and recommend some of Yorgos' films because that dude is weird, but his films are great. But I, if I had to recommend one film, uh, uh, I'd recommend maybe seeing The Favorite or The Lobster. The Lobster stars Colin Farrell, which is... Boy, that's a weird movie. Just Google the plot line or watch the trailer and you'll kind of get what I'm coming from. I think The Favorite is probably his least weird film, if that, if that tells you anything. Anyway, but I think The Favorite definitely should have won Best Picture. That's my opinion. If not the favorite, then at the very least, Roma should have won for Best Picture. But I kind of knew Roma wasn't going to win. Because for all you guys that may not know, the Oscars has a bit of a vendetta against Netflix films. They they have like some rule or something like that where they, they won't allow a Netflix film to win. So And since Roma was a Netflix-produced film, you know, it wasn't going to win, which is unfortunate. So, you know, what happens... <laughs> And uh, so I knew Roma wasn't going to win, which is sad because Roma was one of the best films of the year, even deserving of best best picture. But I personally would have given it to the favorite. Um, but if I had to throw a film in there, I would have thrown if Bill Street could talk. What else would I have thrown in there? I don't know. I saw a lot of films this year, but I don't think any of them are super best picture worthy, though, actually. I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not saying this year was a bad fil- year for films. I just don't think the films that... that um, like I saw a gang load of films this year, a lot, but not as many as I, not as much as I did back in 2015 and 2016, or even 2017. But um, yeah, none of my best picture worthy. But if I had to throw one in the category that wasn't in there, I would have thrown if Bill Street could talk. It's unfortunate that Roma wasn't gonna win because of that Oscar thing with the Netflix. So the fact that they gave the Green Book, I was a little upset. Uh. Good good side note is that the Green Book got some more, you know, notoriety, but definitely the favorite should have won. Now, on to that next category, I want to talk about best original score. Bruh, I was super hyped when my homie Ludwig won. When he won, I was clapping so hard. Like, I was at my TV screen with my wine glass clapping like, mm-hmm. That's my boo. My boy Ludwig won. Now, Ludwig is one of, I think, one of the best new rising young ta- talents and if, when it comes to composing. This dude has made some better rap songs than actual rappers. This dude has made so many great pieces. Like, I, I've, I'm actually surprised at how long I've been a fan of Ludwig. Um, he's worked with Ryan Coogler. He's worked with Donald Glover. He's worked with... Shh. Yeah, man. he's Ludwig's beast. I love him. And so I was happy that he got that award. I have no complaints about that. None whatsoever. And that, that's all really all I got to say about that. Uh, next up is uh, Best uh, uh, best uh, Adapted Screenplay. And um, I was cool with Black Klansman winning, you know? Like, I really had no problem with Black Klansman winning because Spike Lee honestly deserved an Oscar. He really deserved an Oscar. Like, he, he may necessarily not have deserved it this year, but he definitely deserves an Oscar. Like, he honestly should have won an Oscar back for his film Do the Right Thing. That movie should have won by all means back in the day. I forgot how long ago Do the Right Thing came out, but that movie should have won, and he got he he got gypped. Um, I have to go back and see what the competition was back then, see if I could come up with a reason why they may not have given it to him. 
Besides the fact that maybe, you know, the Oscars have screwed up over the years, like I've said. They just, they, they make a lot of bad calls. Anyway, um, yeah, Black Klansman won for Best Adapted Screenplay. So, I was okay with that. And a part of me feels like, even though I think Spike Lee deserves an Oscar, I feel like that the Oscar they gave him was a pity Oscar. Which, if it was, fine, I guess. We'll take it, because, you know... Spike Lee shouldn't go his whole career without having one. He won his first Oscar. He looked like a damn baby hopping on Samuel Jackson. If you guys have not seen um, when Spike Lee won for Best Adapted Screen, you guys got to go see it. That dude hopped up on the screen. He was a kid. He was hugging Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson actually had him off his feet. He was holding him. And his acceptance speech was one of my favorites of the night, actually. It was probably my second favorite acceptance speech of the night. <laughs> yeah, um, Spike Lee, kudos to the man. I'm glad he won it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, go see Black Klansman. Fun, 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 fun. And next category is Best Original Screenplay. <sighs> Green Book won that one. And eh, I guess, I guess that's okay. I'm, um, honestly, I got no problem with Green Book winning. I, I, I just would have given it to maybe Vice or Roma, if I'm being honest. Like, Vice was witty, Roma was excellent in, in both their scripts, so I, I, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd have given it to Vice for, uh, for best original screenplay, or Roma, but maybe Vice probably. Um, next category, best sound mixing, Bohemian Rhapsody one. Sure, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm okay with that, Bohemian one. Um... I forgot what else was in that category. I think, um, what else was in there? I think, uh, Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born was in there, which I'd have been okay with that. And I can't remember if A Quiet Place was in there for best sound mixing as well. If so, I would have voted for A Quiet Place, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, sure, I guess. And then next category is best original song, right? Now, best original song was won by the one and only Miss Lady Gaga. Now, I don't, I don't really have any objection with that. I don't really think most people had an objection with that. Lady Gaga killed it, right? Like, the, ever since I saw her in American Horror Story, I was like, huh, she's actually got some acting chops. And she's got a lot more talent than just singing. She's got charisma, right? So, Lady Gaga, I'm happy for you, girl. Do yo thing. Mm. So... Yeah, my girl won. I was happy about that. She put on hot pup pup poker face. Now, next category is a uh, best actor. Now, this is where I was starting to get a little heated. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, heated drunk days is not a pretty sight. And when I mean, well, I wasn't drunk. I was a little tipsy. I was getting my buzz on. I know I keep it classy. I keeps it classy. I don't get drunk unless I'm playing Uno or Monopoly because you know that game's. For crazies. Anyway, best actor, Rami Malik won. Now, I love, 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 love me some Rami Malik. The dude is a beast of an ex of an actor. He deserved some kind of award. I mean, his work on Mr. Robot and <laughs> Alone makes me love him. Uh, hell, I loved him in uh, that game. Um, shit, Until Dawn. Um, yeah, Rami Malik deserves awards, bro. He, he deserves it. He killed it, but. Fun fact, he should not have beaten out Willem Dafoe for best actor. Or even Christian Bale. Bro, Willem Dafoe and Christian Bale put out crazy good performances. 
Okay, back up to my normal voice. But no real talk, Willem Dafoe should have won. Anyway, um, yeah, Christian Bale basically disappeared into his role as Dick Cheney. So, <laughs> so Christian Bale should have won, man. The dude put on weight. The dude actually, Christian Bale does all kinds of absurd things to um to win his his, his to do to to get into his roles like. Christian Bale is one of the best actors of our time, hands down. And Christian Bale was a beast as Dick Cheney. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, man. I never thought I'd have ever been interested in seeing a film about Dick Cheney and George Bush, but boy, between Sam Rockwell and uh, Sam Rockwell as Bush and um, my homie Bale as, as uh, Dick Cheney, that was great. And I think personally, Willem Dafoe should have took home the Best Actor Award as Van Gogh. The dude was great. I mean. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Like, Rami, I love you, bro. And you deserve awards. Like, not just an award, but awards. But you should not have beaten out Defoe. Anyway, um, he's not a friend. He's Defoe. Oh, God, that was terrible. All right. Ongoing. Okay, next category. This was the one category. Y'all, I was, like, ecstatic about it. I was hyped. I was like, yes. Take it, girl. Take it. Best actress was won by Miss Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. Boy. Olivia was a beast in this movie. <laughs> I loved her. Like I don't think I don't I don't think there was a single damn complaint about her winning either, right? Like no one no one no one really came out and said they were upset about that. And what's funny about Olivia Coleman winning, I actually called that. Like I actually had a few film friends who were like, nah man. Nah man, I think Melissa McCarthy gonna take take it home. They're gonna take home the best actor actress. I think she gonna have an upset and people gonna be wildin'. I was like, nah bro. Miss Olivia Coleman got it and she got it. She got it. I was happy about that. And also, as a matter of fact, go uh, Google um, Olivia Coleman's um, Oscar win, Best Actress on the Oscar win um, speech. Her speech, at least, was her speech was probably my favorite um, uh, Oscar speech of the night. And also, it might have been one of my favorite Oscar speeches ever because it was quite hilarious, actually. Like most Oscar speeches are like emotional and. And or or some people get up there and they're just like I want to they want to thank the whole damn world I want to thank my mom I want to thank God I want to thank the gremlins I want to thank baby Jesus I want to thank RoboCop you know I mean I got no, I don't got no problem you thinking all all of them because all those things are great but you know we don't want a time span man we got on the clock you got you got to wrap it up speaking of wrapping up speeches bruh my girl who won for best set design for Black Panther I think it was. I'm all for my sisters up there winning and getting some awards. I think she was the first uh, black female to win in her category. Yes, girl, do your thing. But yo, she had the longest speech ever. She, sh- boy, I'm not gonna lie. I had enough time to eat a pretzel, drink half my glass, go in there and ask, ask Erica when dinner was gonna be done. And she was still talking. I was like, yo, like, I forget my girl's name. I feel bad, but I gotta, I gotta look up my sister's name who won for, I think, best set design for uh, Black Panther. But I love her. Love you, sister. But you had to wrap that up. Anyway, so yeah, I think worst accepted speech. Well, not because it was super bad, but because how long it was, I'm gonna give it to, to my sister who won for Black Panther. But best accepted speech, I'm gonna give it to Miss Olivia Coleman for the favorite. She deserved it. And, um. Let's see. Which, honestly. If Melissa McCarthy had, had had won for Best Actress and caused an upset, I wouldn't have been that upset. I just definitely think that Miss Olivia should have won, and she did. So you know, ta-da. Anyway, moving on to Best Supporting Actor, ladies and gentlemen. Best Supporting Actor is Mr. Mahershala Ali, and look, I had no problem with Mahershala Ali winning. 
I think actually this is his second best supporting actor win because I think his first supporting actor win was back in 2015 2016 for uh, uh, Moonlight which if you have not seen Moonlight check it out Moonlight's a good movie um yeah yeah um, I'm, I'm okay with Marshall Lee winning for best supporting actor he's a phenomenal actor he has been deserving of his awards but if I had to give it to someone else if I had to I would have given it to maybe Sam Rockwell as a Mr. Bush, because he was amazing as well. But I'm okay with Ali winning it. And speaking of Mershaw Ali, the dude has been killing it. Like, and especially this year's uh, True Detective. Like, apparently this dude's performances are off the chain. I'm waiting so I can binge all of True Detective. I prefer to binge that series. There are some series I prefer to watch in segments because I just can't do it. Like, say, Handmaid's Tales. Um, Anyway... Uh, best supporting actress. Woo! What we got? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, gang, gang. All right, cool. So, best supporting actress. We got Miss Regina King. She won. Man, this makes me so so happy, right? That Regina King won because I've been a fan of hers for the longest time. Like ever since her work from the from her work from the Boondocks to her work on the show Southland. This woman has been amazing, killing it since day one. Now, with that being said, as much as I like Regina King, I think there's a chance maybe Emma Stone could have won. From as she was in the favorite, Emma Stone was a great supporting actor in the favorite. Favorite had a lot of good um, actors as well as well as good directing from my boy Yorgos. But um, I'm okay with Regina King winning, you know. But you know, I also would have been okay if Emma Stone won because you know I like her. Cause she got a pocket, got a pocket for the sunshine, pocket for the and I love my. Uh, that was a little bit of a um, a uh, reference to one of Emma Stone's films. If you can figure it out, easy A. I just spoiled it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, next next category is best animated feature. Drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen, nerd and nerd as we have made history. Boy, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse won for best animated feature, and thank. God, they did not try to cheat my boys, Lord Miller, out of this Oscar win. Cause boy, I had my fist balled. I was like, I swear to God, if they give this, they give this award to to uh, to Wes Anderson, I'm slapping somebody. Cause I, cause the, the bro, the the Oscars, bro, people love Wes Anderson. Don't get me wrong, I like Wes Anderson too. But yo, clearly, Into the Spider Verse should have won this year. It's it's not only one of the best animated film winners we've had in a while, but it's one of my favorite animated films now. And it's one of the best superhero films now. And Lord Miller deserve an Oscar. Right? So, I don't care what you say about Isle of Dogs should should have won. Nah. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. The animated, fe- the animated segment was so good. I would have been okay with anyone winning. But I definitely thought that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse should have won. And it's no secret that, that the Oscars hate superhero films. Right? Man... The Dark Knight should have been nominated or won more than what it what it was offered, but whatever. Uh. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad that Into the Spider Verse won that Oscar, and um, I want to talk about an upset real quick. Not an upset necessarily that it shook the whole room and made everybody else mad, but it made me mad. I want to talk about this. Just someone talk to me if you listen to this podcast and you you want to give me a reply on why you think this should have won. But all right, so best. I think it was best effects. How the hell 
that first man went for best effects. Just talk to me. Honestly, real talk, I really do think the reason first man won for best effects is because first man was one of the best films of the year. And it wasn't really in any of the categories. So they feel like, yo, we got to give this uh, a pity Oscar. So they gave it to, to, to first man, which does happen quite often, actually. Pity Oscars happen a lot. Because I don't know how first man won for best effects over Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War. Like, yo, the effects on Josh Brolin alone shut down um, shut down everything else in the competition. But whatever. I'm okay with that. That was that was my that was my my little anger rant tangent for the for the day. Let me get some water. I need to calm down my nerves. Alright, I'm refreshed now. Anyway, into the Spider-Verse 1. What's up, Danger? I'm so happy about that. Alright. So best director. Alfonso won for Roma. And I'm okay with that. Because Alfonso is one of the best directors working today. He's even better than probably your favorite director. Alfonso is not one of my personal favorite directors, but as far as skill-wise, there's like the dude is he's one of the elites. And I'm glad he won for best director for Roma. He deserved it. He brings the heat every time. So yeah, I'm okay with that. Especially considering since I knew he wasn't going to win for Best Picture for, um, because, you know, his Netflix film. So, I'm glad he won Best Director. So, and I think that's all I'm going to cover right now in the Oscars. I can probably talk about more at a later date, but I just want to talk about those and give my quick thoughts on that. Since I hadn't really shared it with the masses just yet. Now, next I want to talk about is, uh, anime. (laughs) If you love anime, stay tuned for this segment. Mm -hmm. Now, um... The, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards recently happened, and um, I believe, let's see, for Best Villain, believe it or not, out of out of characters from Devilman, SS Gridman, Megalobox, and uh, Golden Kam- Kamui, one for all one, all for one one for, um, for Best Villain, which I have to disagree on that, like, I, I really do, like, all for one isn't that great of a villain like he's he's a serviceable villain and he's good at uh, what he what he was supposed to do but i don't think he should have won won over the villain from devil man grid man or megalobox for sure i don't know who i'd have given it to maybe grid man maybe or even megalobox so i definitely wouldn't, wouldn't have given best villain to, to all for one but that's just me okay and best protagonist uh, the the winner was actually Tempest for um, the main character of um, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. If you have not seen that anime, give it a go. It's a a, a, a fun, it's definitely a good fun show. If you want something fun to watch, that time I got reincarnated as a slime is a good go. And Tempest won for um for for best protagonist, which I'm okay with, I guess. And then um for best boy, you know everybody got their best boy and best girl. Best boy, I believe, um, Deku! I believe Deku won from My Hero Academia, which I probably would have voted for Kotaru from Zombieland Saga or Honda from uh, Skullface Bookseller. But, you know, there are worse choices than Deku, so I guess Deku... Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I believe Haida from uh, Agretsuko 
was in there. If you have not seen Agretzuko, it's about this little red panda who works in uh, the J- the Japanese workplace, and her boss is a misogynistic dick. And um, Agretzu, she has to deal with this guy. But some of her coworkers are amazing, and one of them being Haida. Haida, I love this guy, right? I think Haida should have won Best Boy. I take that back. Haida should have won. And uh, the reason I say Haida because his relationship with Retsu reminds me of Jim and uh, Homegirls, Jim and Pam's relationship from The Office. If you've not seen The Office, you probably at least know who Jim and Pam are. And they have, have they had like a little cute romantic office romance going on. Haida's relationship kind of reminds me of that to a degree. And I think Haida should have won for Best Boy. So, mm. yep. Um, now, Best Girl. I would have given it to... Uh, Anzu and actually Anzu from Hinamatsuri and actually I think Anzu did win from Hinamatsuri so if you have not seen Hinamatsuri I'd give it a go Hinamatsuri is definitely one of my favorite animes of uh, 2018 so I'd give it a go it's 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 a comedy slash it's a sci-fi comedy action and um it's a comedy first and foremost but the action is pretty good so first first of the story is uh basically these alien girls come down and they all kind of like find owners and they live with these owners like the main character she ends up crashing with this guy who's like in the mafia so she's an alien with superpowers with the guy in the mafia so you can see where the the comedy and good action will come in there so i'd give it a go uh yeah <clears throat> so hina from uh, anzu from hina matsuri won best girl and here's where i actually get a little I'm actually not even upset because the anime category does a lot better than the damn oscars at least but um best fight was won by um, All Might versus uh, All For One and um, My Hero Academia. Yo, if you don't know me, I love me some My Hero Academia, right? My Hero Academia is probably doing Shonen right the most right now, aside from God's gift itself, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Anyway, but um, My Hero Academia has been killing it. But I felt like that fight was actually one of the worst fights, actually, in My Hero. Like, because it was really just a slugfest. It was All Might... Um, back slapping off, awful with the taste out of awful one's mouth, and an awful one retorting, Oh my, you cannot defeat me. Bah, bah. But you know, there's no problem, I got no problem with that. But when you're when you're when your competition is Devil Man for fight scene, Naruto for fight scene, and then a couple other ones, eh, I believe Hinamatsuri was in there too for best fight scene, which Hinamatsuri's fight scene was more comedic. But the, the fight scenes this year were actually pretty stacked, and honestly, I would have had my hero at uh, that fight in particular at. At, at low and so the fact that my hero one clearly tells me it's a crowd favorite and i think people sometimes just need to give things a second thought and just because you really like something you need to look at something objectively and just be like okay i i like this and i prefer this show but this is not better and that's clearly what what, what i did like man my hero shouldn't have won and believe it or not i can't believe i'm saying this as much as I, so I loved Naruto when it first came out, but I've long since fallen off the bandwagon of it. Like, I still uh, check out the Boruto series every once in a while, read the mangas, and I, and I kept up with the manga for Naruto, but I wasn't as big of a fan of it as I was in the beginning of Naruto. But I will say, though, that fight scene that got nominated for best fight scene should have won for Naruto. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, it should have won. And this is coming from the man that wanted Devil Man to take home everything, but... <laughs> anyway, uh... Uh, yeah, I think uh, Naruto should have won, or Devil Man at least. But um, and then what was it? What was the other category? Uh, what we had? Oh yeah, it was best opening actually, and um, I think Darling and the Franks won. <clears throat> Mark, I know you're listening. Anyway, Darling and the Franks won for best opening, and I got no problem with that. Like, 
I would have just voted for JoJo because, you know, JoJo's the shit. And plus, JoJo could have won just off the, the usage of his color alone, man. Like, man, I don't know what it is, but art-wise, JoJo is, is, is the beat. Like, JoJo is not only a great action show or a good or good at being telling its story, its, its individual stories, because it is an anthology. But it's also good at using art. Like, the use of colors and the way it, 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 it character sticks out, like... Like, when, when you see a character from JoJo, you're like, oh, that's a JoJo character. And, um, so, I think the use of colors and the openings for JoJo have always been good, so, yeah. And the music diversity, too, in that series. But, um, I'm okay with, uh, Darling and the Franks winning. I got no problem with that. The opening caught me off guard. It was surprisingly good. Um, best ending, I believe, Attack on Titan won. I would have given it to Fooly Cooly, one of the Fooly Cooly openings. I think Fooly Cooly was nominated twice for two different openings. Uh, progressive and then Alternative. I would have given it to either Progressive or Alternative. Fooly Cooly should have won that. Because, you know, for all for those who don't know, Fooly Cooly, the legendary anime, actually came back this year with a vengeance. It was, it was, it was pretty good. I, I haven't watched all of it in its entirety, but I'll get on that. What can I say? I've been busy. So... Yeah, guys, I think um, those are my quick thoughts on some of the the winnings for um, for the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. And, yeah, I mean, I thought the Crunchyroll handled their awards better than the Oscars did. Yep. I just took shots at the Oscars. Anyway, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I plan on uh, dropping more videos like this every Monday. And then every Thursday, I'll be continuing my ongoing series of... Uh, Beer and Banshee with my co-host Brandon. Uh, thank you guys for listening to me. Uh, be silly and be dumb, and hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. This is Dez from Featuring Dez. Signing out. Peace. Signing out. <laughs> oh god, I promise I have not been drinking. This is water. All right, I better hit this button. All right, bye guys. Love you. Since birth, and I used to think that being a nerd was such a curse. Trying to act like the cool kids, even rehearse until I figured it was cooler to spit the truth in this verse. Yeah, listen, if you're really trying to shoot for the stars, then you should never change and remain true to who you are. And don't try to chase the clothes, jewels, and cars. Just